0: Oh. because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here, Here are, are the, the biggest, biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzie what is, what is that? It, that donkey looks like you eating, Peyton. It's the same thing. All right, we're going to break. We're going to break, Peyton. We'll be back.
1: Yeah, that actually happened, ladies and gentlemen. In case you are not watching this on YouTube and those sounds at the start of Breaking Boston today on an election day, Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, vote weird, I always say. Those sounds were of Manning cast special guest Arnold Schwarzenegger last night during the Chargers-Jets game, if you will, if you want to even call it that. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, the first celebrity guest on the Manning cast, was on live TV, Feeding a Donkey, which now has officially become uh, my favorite moment in live television 2023. It is officially now my favorite glitch in the Matrix, and it was indubitably the highlight of Week 9 in the NFL 2023 and last night's brutal slog of a Monday night football game. Andy, did you happen to catch that live, or were you like the rest of us uh, just... I mean, as we are all just dumbstruck by this Patriots season, this NFL season, everything in the wide world of sports, did you catch it live or did you catch it later on social and go, damn, I really wish I saw that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I unfortunately saw it on social because I was watching the regular broadcast, which I actually love every week when Joe Buck has to tease the Manning cast with disdain in his voice of trying to drive <laughs> viewers away from the job he is doing. The, uh, yeah,
1: by side, that is the crazy. Imagine if you and I were like, by the
0: way, right now, I'll
1: it's like, it's sending people to another podcast Correct. or another radio. Patriots is Patriot.
0: Unfiltered is live, so why don't you go watch Patriots Unfiltered with Paul Perillo and Evan Lazar. They're awesome. We'll mm-hmm. just keep doing our show here, but mm-hmm. we don't actually want you to watch. Mike Dusilo
1: has my old job. Hey, everybody, go listen to him right now. I'm stuck makes, with Fitzy. It I mean, makes like,
0: no sense to me, but I also wonder, first of all, there's so many questions, so few answers from such a short clip of a donkey on screen uh, with Arnold, but is this the new official jumping of the shark? Is it now feeding of the donkey? Like, is that when you needed viewers or you wanted to make a splash? <laughs> you wanted to get noticed so you feed your donkey on air? Is that, is that's, that it. The thing? that's it? That's it. Went, it was jump the shark for decades from the yeah. famous Happy Days episode uh,
1: where Fonzie jumped over the shark on a motorcycle in the ocean when the Cunningham family was in Hawaii. Then it was sort of temporarily replaced by Nuke the Fridge, which was that moment from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull where indiana jones survives a nuclear blast by jumping in a refrigerator i'm sorry yeah I I I, it's deep. probably not great advice for anybody by the way if you're i mean if i mean if there's a you know if there's a nuclear blast you know duck well, and isn't cover it better isn't than it? not being in the refrigerator i guess it's probably better but i was taught as a child don't get in refrigerators don't get in boxes you know what i mean Yeah, but like, they don't lock now they don't lock now it's a it's a child safe era where you oh you're right okay away. yeah with the technology has come a long way you're right yeah uh And now I believe here on Breaking Boston, the six ring guys have deemed it
0: such we proclaim that the new jump. The shark is feeding the donkey, feeding the and it also (laughs) sounds a little dirty. Like there's also a little bit of an urban dictionary like, yeah, does that mean something? (laughs) Does that involve Cleveland or Roman soldier helmets or feed the donkey
1: your carrot? Excuse me, sir. Exactly. Excuse me. No. Wait, are you working from home today? Yeah, I was feeding the donkey
0: late this morning. It was good to feed the donkey. I mean, or as uh, <laughs> as they say in uh, Christmas Vacation, "Sorry, Dad, I, I gotta feed the hogs. Got homework to do." <laughs> yeah, or they, as
1: like or as they said in the original National Lampoon's Vacation, "Hey, you ever bop your baloney?" All right, <laughs> Vicky, can I help you with that Kool Aid, please? <laughs> it's more yeah, like buddy. Arnold. Can I, <laughs> Arnold? Can I help you with that donkey, please? Well, they, and the best thing is, Eli throws to commercial. They come back, and the donkey is still there. I highly recommend everybody go to the X platform, go to Twitter, wherever you can find your social clips. And then just, just type in Schwarzenegger or Schwarzenegger donkey. You'll get these clips because when not only does he feed the donkey live on air and they throw it a commercial, they come back. There's a three shot of Peyton, uh, the greatest action movie star, AKA the governator in the middle. And then Eli on the right side of your frame, he is still feeding the donkey. And he's whispering, he's going like, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, baby. And Peyton's face is just priceless, like absolutely worth the price of admission. It is, it's something, and I got to say, it is, it really is the perfect clip to wrap up this week of NFL action. It's the perfect clip to summarize this year in the NFL, just this year overall, like another absolutely topsy-turvy, you know, caught in the spin cycle type of week in the NFL, uh, you've got obviously we will address the Patriots later on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, but we know how that went—not well. Uh, you've got a terrible Monday night game where the Jets have a chance to get back in the AFC East race and don't even really bother showing up. You've got uh, you've got a London game that starts out as a lopsided affair, then almost becomes interesting, but just not enough in time with little offense to be offered by supposedly the two most high-powered offenses in the NFL. You've got a guy that was traded previously five days ago being sent to Minnesota this week in Atlanta, who we learned actually is a NASA engineer as well, teaching his offensive lineman his cadence and calls and snaps on the sideline, entering the game, and leading a game-winning drive for the Vikings. Uh, Just, I, this season is just absolutely off the rails. And at this point now, Everyone, just you know, like it is a runaway train. It is a it is go karts that have gone off track. Um, it's a rocket on fire in the platform. Enjoy the ride. Just enjoy the show.
0: Well, enjoy the ride and also accept it for what it is, because I don't think it's great football. In all honesty, oh, um, like even the Sunday night game, which everybody was excited for, Bills <sighs> and Bengals started out like it was going to be a classic shootout. Oh my God, these teams are going to do it again, and then just kind of fizzled and sputtered a little bit after the opening drives by burrow and allen so uh, there's entertainment value it's football there's always going to be entertainment value of some form or fashion how high that entertainment value is like you know measuring up this season or these teams versus others but you also have some teams that are quietly just kind of going about doing their business and you mentioned the chiefs and patrick mahomes I thought was really interesting post game in Germany where he's like, I think we have the best defense in the NFL. I'm not sure you do, but you got a a decent defense. And he's like, sooner or later, we're going to get our ish together on offense and we're going to be a tough team to beat and again they're already a tough team to beat they're already headed towards another afc title game if they do get better offensively and sort of hit their stride there kelsey didn't really do much over there Mm -hmm. because taylor swift wasn't in the house and he lost his mojo baby yeah where was Um, where
1: was uh where was she this week i forget was she in like uh brazil or she on her south america Yeah, yeah somewhere
0: in south america um but you know, like you look at the Eagles who always seem like they're in a dog fight and yet always seem to get the job done. The chiefs kind of in a lot of dog fights always seem to get the job done. And then if this were a horse race at midseason, uh on the outside, coming on fast is the streaking Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson and that defense. So right. Holy
1: smokes. Out. When did the Ravens decide to become an absolute machine? Like, the they the last two weeks they have beaten who is it the two teams that any everyone considers playoff contenders from the NFC. And I'm not sure if this is a statement on the Ravens arrival, Andy, or if this is an indictment of how bad the NFC is this year, but they beat the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks by a combined score of 75 to nine over the or 75 to 10 over their previous two contests. Like that's impressive. That is really impressive. Really impressive. You got Odell finally in the end zone. You've got guys that are – the Gus Bus was already the third string running back this year. He's rolling. They put in some backup who had previously had one NFL carry. I think he had 11 carries for 150 and a touchdown Sunday. Like, they're they're just – they're rolling. Todd Munkin, the former Georgia Bulldogs offensive coordinator, is pulling all the right strings and calling all the right shots. In Baltimore, they have to now enter the chat as an AFC Super Bowl contender, which is – I guess I saw it coming. But then again, who knows? Because the toughest division in football, as we said on the Rich Keefe show, is going to be the AFC North. It is. All four teams have winning records. The Bengals, who you previously mentioned in that middling affair of a Sunday night football game between the Bengals and the Bills, the Bengals are five and three. They've won four straight. I wouldn't want to play them. I don't think any team really would want to play them right now because they got it rolling. And your boy T. Higgins even has his action in gear now. They're in last
0: place at five and three. How about that? Yeah, and John Harbaugh saying without a doubt that the North and the AFC is the best division in football. And I I also don't know how you're going to shake it out. Um, Looks like Jamar Chase might be dealing with something now. Like all these teams are going to have their ebbs and flows. And I'm going to be, I'm going to set you up here and tell, do you know who this person is, Fitzy? Because I'm going to be honest. I had heard the name, but was not aware of the uh, status, I guess. Mm -hmm. So do you know who Gino, not Smith, Gino Stone is. Wait,
1: I only know because I happen to consume a lot of football highlights each and every Monday. Uh, Is that not the guy that leads the NFL in interceptions right now? I believe he has seven interceptions at the midpoint. Had not heard of him prior to hearing his name called out, I think it was either on McAfee or Good Morning Football Monday. Who
0: is this guy? Like, No idea, uh, but I'll tell you this. I do a weekly poll through... um, it's sort of a, a weird group of media members and old school media members. Um, and they send it out every week and they sent out this week, mid season MVP. And so I'm looking and it's like AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, Jalen hurts, Patrick Mahomes. And then I'm like, who the hell is Gino stone? And should I look him up and vote? for him? Yeah. Like, Now and in, all, in, all, in all fairness, the first,
1: his first pick on Sunday when the Ravens were up seven, nothing was a ball that Gino Smith, and I think they decided to finally write back because Geno Smith is, uh, kind of caught in his own jet wash right now. He's thrown way too many picks over the last several games. I mean, he just airmailed it to him, but Hey, ain't nothing wrong with somebody taking advantage of yep. someone else's mistakes and capitalizing for the benefit of his team as well. We'll look at his stats right here on stat Muse. in his last five games, nine tackles, four assists, 13 combined total, five passes, defended four picks. Wow. Wow. Uh, this guy, and on the regular season, he's got 24 tackles, seven passes defended, six interceptions. How many years... Who is he? Where is he from? uh, How many years has he even been in the league?
0: Like, I... And I also... I went to Our Lads, which I use for um, depth charts in the NFL, which a lot Mm -hmm. of people do. You know how I know that? Because they used the graphic on ESPN on the pregame show last night to show that the Chargers didn't have a center. They actually did a screen capture of the OurLads.com depth charts. I was like, hey, that's the website I use. Good job, guys. Um, Geno Smith on Our – I mean, Geno Stone, going to do that a lot, uh, is actually listed as the backup free safety to Marcus Williams, who I believe is on IR – um yes. the Ravens. So he kids, uh, he's 24 years old.
1: Uh he went to college in he went to Iowa, which is a you know, a little bit of a, a breeding ground for football players. Iowa the, the the Hawkeye program, it's got uh it's got its bona fides. Never heard of him before, but this guy is just absolutely popping at the right time as well. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention um the Houston Texans who everyone wrote off as, uh, you know, one of those teams, if not a candidate for worst team in the NFL, starting a rookie quarterback, second or third overall pick, uh, CJ Stroud, if I'm not mistaken. And poor Frank right now who wanted CJ Stroud apparently and was overruled by his multi-billionaire owner, David Tepper to go with Bryce young. Yep. Uh, Now the Texans are potentially a wild card candidate. They're four and five. They're in every game. Stroud went for 470 and five touchdowns as the Texans with that awesome offensive line. They've assembled 39, 37 over the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers are a good watch every week. They're in every game as well. Uh, They had a backup running back kick a field goal to help them win the game. I mean, just again, 2023 NFL season, everybody I'm with you, Andy. See, it's not, I know you always say that, you know, hey, it's the greatest product in the world. It's super unpredictable. NFL is king. But is there going to come a point where the lack of quality football, the lack of a storyline or a narrative like these are the these are the teams you have to beat? Here are the good guys. Here are the upstarts. Is the, the lack of uh, consistent narratives going to become a problem this year or are people going to tune in for, lack of better
0: phrasing, the shit show? yeah, I don't think it'll be a a problem this year. Now, I think if you're um a football hardo elitist, you might be questioning some things, certainly roughing the passer calls. certainly. Uh-huh. we had we had Troy Aikman openly mocking the fact that how regularly now flags are thrown and then just picked up, like, oh, yeah, there's no flag on the plate. Well, then why'd you throw it? Not saying I want more flags, but for some reason you threw it. You're a professional now you're not throwing it. Um, the tackling is putrid absolutely putrid for the Patriots for uh-huh. every other team uh-huh. last night, there were a couple plays for um, the, the chargers where just embarrassing tackling um, on, on a couple different snaps. And I see that every game I watch, like I do believe we're heading towards, and you know, this flag football and we're in a transitional phase here with so many aspects of rules and plays and, and flags and everything. But, it's still football and you still find yourself interested and intrigued and a team like, you know, we're in new England. Well, Nick Casario, Mm -hmm. he's got, he should have the cock of the walk going on right now because Nick Casario has got the Texans turned around. He looks like he's got his quarterback. He looks like he's got his coach. They're winning some games. And I would actually argue as a Patriots fan, look to Houston. They didn't get the top quarterback in the draft. They got their top quarterback and now they look like they are, headed in the right direction, and screw you with your offensive linemen, whoever's doing these mock drafts, because all these hard-o-patriots yeah, uh, fans <laughs> that are tough. <laughs> the Patriots you-
1: are going to take Notre Dame's uh,
0: six-foot-eight brick brick stack stackhouse. And whatever they may. That. They may. They may do that. But don't tell me as a fan you want that. You got all these Hardo fans. Yeah, if you don't have the line, you can't do anything. That's effing BS because if you don't have the line, I've watched the Chiefs and the Bengals and every other team go to the Super Bowl. If you don't have the quarterback, you can't do anything. You name one team to me of late that has the offensive line, great offensive line, and no quarterback and goes to the Super Bowl and wins all these games. It doesn't happen. You have to have the quarterback. You don't have to have the line. And speaking of lines, line, I think I lost Fitzgerald. So apparently that's going to wrap up this edition of Breaking Boston on a Tuesday morning where each and every week we bring you a recap of NFL action from over the weekend. Nick Fitzy Stevens was so crushed by some of the poor play in the Jets-Chargers game that he decided to just tap out early. I'm Andy Hart. We'll be back next week, and hopefully we'll be talking about some Patriots action that is in some way relevant. Have a good week.